Hello and welcome to the Inside Scoop, the Insider Media Group's very own podcast where we create, connect, and empower. We share stories of both the students of Shulik and industry professionals. My name's Em. And my name is Jamin, and we are from the Insider Media Group. And today we are bringing you a new episode of Inside Scoop. today's episode, we are excited to have Nen Mehta and Nathan Corbe to discuss about Shulik's own pride and joy case competition team, JDCC, and how they exemplify the Shulik spirit within them. Welcome, Nathan. Welcome, Nen, to our new episode of Inside School. We are so excited to have you on our last and final episode of the Series 1 of Inside School. This is a great way to end our podcast because there's no better way to actually embody or define the voice of show like, like JDCC captains. So thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having us. I'm super excited. You know, it's always been my dream to be on a podcast. So thank you. I was really excited when you reached out. <laughs> yeah. And thank you for having us for me as well. Uh, we've really made it evident. So like it's been a long time I've talked to you or talked both of you because it's been in January when we actually first had JDCC, because I've been on JDCC as well, just like me and other listeners out there, they want to know what's your story and how you got involved in JDCC and who are you as people? All right, great. Well, I think I can start with that. Uh, as a person, I'm Nathan Corbett. I'm a third year IBBA student at Schulich. And my kind of JDCC story started in first year. I think a lot of people start in second year, but I started in first uh, and I kind of just saw that they had a debate team. And I always like yelling at people. So debate really spoke to me on that level. So I went and I tried out and I got on the team. Great, wonderful. And it was daunting as a first year trying out, obviously, because you don't know who else is going to be there, but that went great. And from there, it just kind of blossomed into this really amazing experience, which has really defined my university experience as a whole between the socials and the community that JCC has. And from there, I went on second year VP of debate, then continuing as VP of debate, but also competing on academics. And now I'm the co-captain and we'll see what comes next. I'm hoping graduation. Hopefully in person, but I guess I can go next. Uh, so I'm Nen, I'm a third year BBA student. And I guess the start of my story, this is going way back, but like, trust me, it's relevant. I was born in India. I lived in Ghana for six years and then we moved to Canada. And I think I've had a pretty exciting mix of cultures and experiences growing up. And while growing up, I absolutely love learning languages. And I also had a deep passion for theater. But despite that, I chose a business program and specifically accounting somehow for my specialization. And I think when I came to Schulich in first year, JDCC immediately stood out to me and specifically JDC Social. I was you know, actively looking for a creative outlet as someone that loved theater and the arts. And beyond that, I also found an amazing family and you know, a group that could help me transition to university. And yeah, since then, the rest is history. I've I moved on to academics, entrepreneurship specifically for two years, and now co-captain with Nathan. Just on a side of that, we all know that Nen also had a rap history. <laughs> Could you give us a little bit more insight of what that story was? Because theater, I get it. Where did the rap came from? Yeah, so uh, my rap persona in high school was Crispy Non. Okay, I had the best bars. I was absolutely legendary performed at multiple school events, and then I gave it up when I came to university. You know, I, I retired early. 
before I got too good. <laughs> Great. We are going to definitely ask you to spit some bar at the end. 100%. JDCC has been part of your life since day one of Shulik. So what do you think has changed the most about you since your first year? That's an amazing question. I think the primary change besides growing more of a beer than I had before was that when I first started, I had a lot less confidence because, you know, you're going to a school where there's a lot of really brilliant people and that's what Schulich is all over the place. You know, you need a huge GPA to get in. So it was very daunting for me. But then as I did more of debate in particular, but JDCC in general, I kind of got that confidence because you have to be able to go in a room and call, you know, the brightest and best of Canada's business schools idiots in front of a crowd of 200 people. That builds confidence very quickly. Yeah, I would say, honestly, that's very similar to me. But I think for me specifically, I've just had the chance to meet a lot of unique people and I've learned a lot from them. I feel like in high school, you know, you're in a bit of a bubble and you're just with your close friends and a small community in your neighborhood. But since then, through clubs at Schulich, for example, JDC, I've had the chance to meet amazing people. I, I lived on resin first year at Cali May, I think Nathan did as well. And, you know, even that experience gave me the opportunity to meet a lot of unique people. And I've just had the chance to explore a lot of different things. So I, I feel like I've really grown a lot as a person. And I think the second big change would be accounting. I came in, I was like, no way, like no way I'm going into accounting. But then surprisingly, I ended up liking it. So here we are. And that's why I have half of my classes with Gemin. <laughs> yes, we, we were traumatized. We cried. We went through it. Yes. All of you have been in JCC in some form. I know Gemin was in last year. Of course, Nayan and Nathan as co-captains, you are. But as someone who's outside of JDCC, I know our listeners as well. How would you describe JDCC? What is it? So JDC essentially is a business competition with schools from Eastern Canada, and we're all just competing to be school of the year. But I think there are a lot of different areas where we get points. So specifically, we have the four disciplines. We have athletics, debate, social, and academics, which has a lot of subcategories like accounting, marketing, entrepreneurship. And we get points from those categories, but there are also a lot of external things such as participation and my favorite part, which is charity. We also get points through how many hours you volunteer, how much money you've raised. And this past year, we had the charity consulting project. So, you know, people on the Shulip team, we got to work with a nonprofit and help them with some of their business problems. And so, yeah, I think it's a very like holistic approach to just how, how to be school of the year. Like there's a lot of different things that you can do and a lot of strengths we bring to the table. Yeah. Nathan, you want to add anything? I think that's like my summary. Yeah. No, I think it's an amazing summary. And I just really want to call attention to so how you could say at a very high level, you know, it's a case competition. And I'd say probably more than half the points we're overall judged on our case competitions. But it's a lot wider than that. You can do a lot of different things. And regardless of what you do, you do get the opportunity to hone those case competition skills in a really amazing way. And the most important part of JDCC, as I think you're going to hear a lot and you're going to get sick of us saying it, is the community. Because we have so many people doing so many different things and we have awesome socials, we end up building a really strong community unlike any other and you also get to build kind of a community with people at other schools, which I think is very unique among different case competitions at Shulik. Yeah, that's amazing. And I think what Nathan touched upon is like one of the biggest things about JDCC is case competitions. So what is it about case competition that actually excites you? Okay, I can take this one first. 
I feel like whenever I do case competitions, especially pressure tanks, I hate them so much in the moment. I'm like, why did I sign up for this? This is horrible. But in the aftermath, I always look back and I'm super grateful for the experience. And I think one of my favorite things about just doing case comps is that it really just gets your brain juices flowing and like you're applying a lot of different things you've learned across all of your classes, a lot of knowledge you have in a very high pressure and intense way. I think my favorite thing has to just see how much I've improved from time. Like when I look at my first year case comps, I see the financials and it's literally like, oh, revenue minus expenses is profit. But now I can do like a full DCF and like, a, you know, deep dive into a financial analysis. And so just seeing the improvements across time really helps you realize how much you've learned and grown through these case comps. And also winning. I think winning is pretty great, despite my fair share of losses. Like, honestly, the feeling of all the hard work with your team and, you know, all the early mornings for JDC practice specifically, you know, at the end of all of that going up there. And even if you don't win, I think it's still a very exciting experience just to be able to put in that work with the team that you've grown so close to at the end of the experience. Yeah. And I'd really love to build off that, like the kind of winning thing, because it is very similar for me, but kind of different. And it's almost like an artistic exercise for me. And, you know, I'm sure a lot of your viewers, some of them may have never tried a case competition before, regardless of when you do it or how many of them you've done before. The first hour is always like, what am I doing? I have no ideas. And, you know, every now and then that's where you end off at. I remember one was like, how do you motivate workers? And the best I could come up with, my team thought this was dumb. It's like, encourage the workers to sing on the line to raise morale and that was my idea but then sometimes you know after the hour mark you actually get that great idea you get that you know brain blast to quote Jimmy Neutron and you're you come out of that thinking you know wow I'm a genius this is great and it feels fantastic uh, to kind of solve problems like that and you get a wide variety of problems stuff that you might not see in the classroom so it's just fantastic in that regard it's an amazing learning experience. Yeah, and I can definitely say to that, like, whenever I do pressure time, I cry for the three hours, but right after that, I go into the presentation and I'm like, I'm the most important person. I'm the CEO of this company. Listen to me. So that's how, like, we embody the entire case competition spirit right there. Like, whatever I'm speaking is something, like, top-notch. But I remember the first year I applied for JDCC, there was already a craze within the first-year students uh, to apply for it. That's like, JDCC is a great club. Like, you need to be part of it. And I got to be a chance of JDCC as a volunteer in second year when I went to Brock University. And there was something in the atmosphere that was just so joyous, so much, like, enthusiasm there. There was, like, a camaraderie between all the people, not just within Shulik, but within other schools as well. There's something within JDCC culture that I still can't pinpoint. And I've only been in one year. And I really hope to be in the next year as well. But you have been there for three years. So how will you define JDCC uh, culture? Because a lot of people refer to JDCC as a cult. And you agree with that as well or not? And I think I can take it. I just want to put a disclaimer in front of it that we are, of course, not a cult. Uh, occasionally do... We worship DCFs, yes, but uh, it's it's a necessary thing to improve our game. It's more a superstition than a cult. So anyways, uh, what I would say is I think it's the kind of competitive atmosphere. And I think it's that people, regardless of what school they're from or what discipline they're in or what they're doing, it's like they've prepped for basically the better part of half a year to do this. Blood, sweat, and tears for half a year. So then when they actually go at it, everyone's at their A game. 
and they're willing to, they're able to see other people who are also at their A game. It's just this incredibly empowering and even stressful in a sense feeling across the board. And I think that's what builds that sense of camaraderie because you, you've done so much and you don't want any of it to be put to waste. Yeah. Yeah, I think honestly, that's great. And I, another part of it, just to like extend on the competitive nature of JDC, I think that's something that's really wonderful about JDC as opposed to doing other case comps is that, you know, any other person on the JDC family, like I feel their victories as intensely as I feel my own, you know, like, you know, Gemma and Nathan, you can resonate with this most likely, but like when we're waiting to hear who's first place, even if it's for another team, my heart's racing. And I think that's a feeling I've never had for like anyone other than myself, really only when I'm waiting for my own, um, you know, sort of feedback for a presentation. But I think with JDC, you're super excited for the entire team, regardless of what category it is. And you really share each other's victories and through the journey as well. I think everyone's super helpful and open. I know I reached out to people in other disciplines to ask them for their areas of expertise, such as, you know, you're good at marketing. Hey, can you help me out? I want to improve my marketing approach during our case comp. So I think, just that aspect of JDC, it's just such an open culture and everyone's just happy to be there for one another. And even when it extends to like asking help for school related things or just things outside of you know JDC, I, I think that aspect of it makes it such a unique culture and just an amazing family to be a part of. So just on that, we want to ask some specific questions about your journey on JDCC because you've been there for three years now. So we want to like dive deep into that. So Mika, you can take the lead. Yeah, um, specifically towards nine. Um, you've been part of social and academics. So uh, how was your experience in both of those delegations and how have they varied between the two? Yeah, so I think they varied quite a bit in the sense that, you know, the actual competition weekend of JDC between social and academics is so different like academics you're super stressed for the three hours in your presentation and then you're done but with social I feel like social has like shaved off years off my life because (laughs) you're awake for three days straight you're doing challenges and I think they're both such unique experiences I think from social the big thing that I really learned was just how to approach things with enthusiasm even if you're tired you haven't slept for three days you haven't eaten in hours I think also when it comes to like teamwork and having confidence. That was one of the big things I learned from social. Like at one point, I literally wore a meat dress to look like Lady Gaga. And I'm a vegetarian, just to put it out there. (laughs) So, you know, the confidence to go up on stage, pretend to be Lady Gaga, sing. And, you know, that's the entire weekend where you're just really going outside your comfort zone. And I think especially in first year, transitioning into university, that experience made me really confident. And it's like, if I can do that, there's no way that I'm nervous speaking in front of my class or doing anything else. With academics, one of the big things that I really learned was just critical thinking and improving my case comp skills specifically. But I think that knowledge has been applicable to my academics as well. You know, just being able to do a pressure tank every single Sunday gets you so good at them. And now when I approach any sort of case, I'm not as daunted as I once was. And I think also just working under the time pressure and working with your team and getting to know them really well. And just, you know, being really comfortable and understanding your strengths and weaknesses and just having that faith in them has been really helpful. So I think, honestly, I've learned a lot of different things from both. Amazing experiences, wouldn't give up either of them, but at the same time, very different, very distinct experiences. Just to follow up on that, Nathan, you've been also there for three years and uh, you started on in debate. So 
personally, I know in my high school days, I in debate was like, you have to be like the most loud person. You have to make them know that your point is so valid that even if it doesn't make sense, it makes sense to them because they will just have trust in that. Is that something relevant when you were in debate? And was that similar when you were in academics? How was it different? How were the both disciplines different, but still similar in the same way? And who do you think for our listener is a good fit for any of the disciplines? That's an amazing question. So one thing I'll say is you're definitely right. There is an incredible similarity between debate and academics in terms of your actual presentation skills. You need to be able to say it. And because you're saying it, have people believe that it's true and say in such a way that that's the case. So that's huge. And you, you know, obviously being able to be a confident speaker, not having a lot of ums and ahs, speaking clearly, that's consistent between both of them. However, there is a significant difference in, I'd say, two primary, probably actually three primary aspects. First is the amount of prep you get. So if you're doing a debate, you actually get like a half hour of prep, but then the overall debate is about an hour long and you're having to listen to what the opposition's saying, or it's like government, if you're the opposition, write down what they're doing. So you're kind of prepping as you go through as well in a way that you don't really uh, in academics. Another issue is that, uh, or a difference rather, is that debate is fundamentally adversarial. So if you're doing an academics presentation, you're really trying to sell an idea. It's a much more friendly undertaking. Whereas in debate, you know, you're trying to make your opponents seem like they have no idea what they're talking about. I'll give you one example. Uh, once during, I think it was a semifinal debate, my whole argument was like, well, they've done their implementation so poorly on this bill to try and limit political corruption. They've basically made it illegal for politicians to watch TV commercials because of how they implemented it. You know, you wouldn't be trying to say something that adversarial in an academics context. And I'd say the final difference is the kind of knowledge base you have. Like if you really know when you're like an A plus student, the kind of stuff that you're taught in the business school, you'll do great at academics. But that's no guarantee of how well you'll do at debate. You need to have a lot greater of a broad knowledge base. And I would even go as far as to say is you have to be willing to make things up that sound true, because that is legitimately a lot of it. Uh, so those are the primary differences. But like Nan, I, I couldn't recommend one over the other. I think they take similar but slightly different types of people. And both of them are amazing experiences. That's just like crazy to hear about how debate, social and uh, academics kind of like blend into each other. But there's also one more discipline, which is athletic to our listeners. So if you happen to be somebody who's really into sports, but have ended up choosing a business like Nen who wanted theater, but choose business, you can still have some kind of involvement in athletics by being a part of JDCC. But one of the things that I think about JDCC is that my favorite memories of Shulik has been from JDCC. I remember the night of the award ceremony when Mr. Kevin just gave me his scarf saying that, oh, you are a part of JDCC. And I felt so much like home, like I felt like a part of the family. So what was your moment or like memory, like a lollipop moment that is set in during Frosh? What was your lollipop moment of JDCC where you felt like you are a part of a JDCC family? When it comes to JDC, obviously like the entire weekend is super stressful all the time leading up to it. But, you know, after everyone competes and right before gala, everyone gets together in a hotel room or this year on a Zoom call and people are giving speeches. The captains are crying. Kevin gives his amazing speech. You know, like there's just tears going all around. And honestly, it's just such an exciting feeling. And I feel like that's when I feel most connected to the rest of the team. 
And I know in the first year, like I was just so emotional. I'm standing there. I'm like, why am I crying right now? Is it because I haven't slept in three days, perhaps? But also just like hearing everyone's stories. And I really genuinely felt sad that some people were graduating and that the experience was ending because it was just such an amazing part of everything. So I feel like first year that, you know, night where all of us got into that room together, that was my initial lollipop moment. And since then, I always look forward to like that setting where all of us get together and there's just tears and speeches. <laughs> it's a good time. Yeah. And I, I'm kind of going to take the question in a slightly different direction because what Nen has just described, like that period is everyone's moment where they feel like they're truly in JDCC. It's that or a charity event that happens before, but usually it's that. So I'll share a moment that didn't make me feel like, oh, I'm a part of JDCC necessarily, but was one of my most memorable moments from JDCC, which I can talk about on a podcast. And it's that we had a secret Santa last year. And yeah, Nen remembers this. And one of the prizes on offer was an entire Christmas turkey. And I managed to trade for it such that, you know, the next day I, I was talking to my mom. I'm like, hey, look at this. I went to the Secret Santa and I have this $40 gigantic turkey that I carried back with me. So that was an amazing experience. You know, you traded what I think I traded some macaroons or something for it. And I, I like to think that that is, uh, as the kids say, stonks. So I, I recall that Secret Santa, somebody had gifted a plunger. <laughs> oh man, legendary. I think JDCC is the only place where you can see a turkey or a plunger being traded <laughs> at an But from the outside, and I think especially our viewers would kind of think about as well, is that JDCC is such a place where you can hear the fondness coming out of you know, the people talking about it. Like just hearing like those sleepless nights or whether the community events or just the charity, like there's such fondness behind each memory. And I think a lot of our viewers or listeners would aspire to kind of join JDCC when applications open. So what's one advice or even multiple advice um, would you give to listeners who want to join JDCC next year? One of the big things is just apply. Like if you're thinking about it, don't let anything stop you. Just go for it. Even in first year, I was like, oh, do I want to do this? It seems like a lot of work or like, you know, oh, I might not even make it past tryouts. I have to wear a costume. Don't let those things stop you. Just go ahead and sign up and try out. But I think beyond that, also just reach out to people that have done JDC if you aren't sure exactly, you know, where you would fit in the best. So, you know, if you want to do social, reach out to one of us. If you want to do academics, reach out to someone that was on a specific team to figure out, you know, do I want to do accounting, marketing? I mean, same with athletics and debate. And I think just learn more about it and see what you would enjoy the most because you do work on whatever you're competing in for four months every single week. So just find something that you're genuinely really interested in and you'll have an amazing time. Yeah, and I definitely want to second that last thought, find something you're really interested in. And every year that we've done recruitment, and I've had to recruit for the debate team uh, and somewhat for the academics team, I've helped out with that. What we're never looking for is somebody who's tournament ready, because that's an unrealistic expectation. We're looking at somebody that obviously has the passion and the drive to learn, and we think can be a positive uh, addition to the JDCC culture. So when you're going in to your tryout, Always bring your A game, yes, of course, but simultaneously, you know, show off that you're willing to experiment, that you're willing to think outside the box. And when Q&A comes and feedback comes, show that you're willing to learn and to improve. And that will take you very far indeed. I definitely resonate what Nathan said. I remember my tryouts, JDCC, and I felt so bad after it. I was like, 
I'm in the worst presentation of my life. I will never get it like this and that. But I think what thing stood out for me to get into JDCC to all the listeners is that I came and showed like, I want to learn. I want to grow. I want to just like being able to just be a part of something that, that can be, that can leave a legacy behind for the future generations. And if you are somebody who wants to leave a legacy, then be a part of JDCC. Absolutely. Very strong words. <laughs> I think another, another thing that's on people's minds right now is summer internships, no matter what your first year or fourth year, summer internship is kind of always on your mind. And how has JDCC helped you in terms of recruitment for summer internships? Yeah, so that's a great question. One thing I'll definitely say is we haven't helped connect people with internships as directly as some other clubs have. And then I think is going to talk about how we're planning to change that for this year. But even as it's been, we've had a really strong community. We've had some of the, the best case competitors or best people in their respective disciplines in Shulik. And what we often see is that when you've been on it for more than one year, individuals from JDCC get some really amazing placements, which really helps networking before because like you, you've created cried with these people. You have blood, sweat, and tears shared between these people. So they're very willing to, you know, talk to you, network with you, connect you to someone who can help you out. And, you know, I won't name some firms. But I, I've definitely seen some people go on to some large consulting firms, some investment banking firms, some of the large banks, some really great uh, opportunities to network come out of JDCC. No, honestly, I completely echo that. And I think one of the big things is that like technically we have 50 plus people and all of these 50 people are considered family when you've gone through this experience together. So the fact is I've been able to reach out to upper years and other people on JDC for help with interview prep, or if I just wanted, you know, if they're working at a firm that I'm interested in to just talk to them, learn about it. You know, people have offered to look at my cover letters in the past. So just things like that have made it really easy, especially when I was a first and second year, really nervous and confused about how I'm going to approach recruitment and what lies ahead of me. So I think that has really helped for sure. And another way JDC has helped me with internships, it's just been, you know, being able to talk about JDC. I didn't realize initially how much I had learned, but, you know, during interviews, I realized like JDC is often the first thing that comes to mind when they're asking me for a certain skill. When's the time you've worked with a team? When's the time you've thought outside the box? When's the time you've done pretty much anything? And I can really apply all of my experiences from JDC when I am interviewing. So I feel like that's been really helpful. And I think this coming year, Nathan and I are really looking to also push that side of, you know, just providing more career support for the people on JDC to really just help you know, people within the team land where they want to or just gain those skills and some of the concrete things that you need when you're recruiting. Because I know, especially on the team, we have a lot of second years, third years that are still, you know, actively looking and searching for internships. And I think that's something we're looking to push this year, hopefully working with our faculty advisor to have a more structured sort of system in place to just help out individuals on the team. It's just great to hear because like a lot of the people who are on JDCC put so much amount of time and currently there are a lot of discussions about JDCC getting its own case competition courses. That's something that our listeners might be also interested in future to get some course credits. But I want to bring up uh, one last question regarding what the discussion of the uh, whole podcast was. How does JDCC embodies the Shul spirit? 
Yeah, I think I can take that one first. So I'd say one thing that Schulich always has as a difficulty is that it is a commuter school. So you don't have that often this kind of residence uh, experiences that builds camaraderie that you might have at a school like, say, Queens, for example. But one thing that we really do to overcome that is we have all these amazing events. Now, unlike Schulich, it's almost like extending frosh throughout, you know, the entire fall and the better half of the winter semester. So because of that, we really embody the Schulich spirit. We extend it throughout that time period. And we bring together people from incredibly diverse backgrounds who do diverse things within our club. And through that are able to shine in the way that they can shine brightest and be rewarded for that and be included in that. And I think that's what Schulich, maybe universities in general should be about. I completely echo that. And I think it really is just an extension of Frosh. Like the same feelings I get during Frosh and during closing ceremony at Frosh is pretty much what I feel with JDC as well. And, you know, instead of having just a team of like 20, now we have a whole team of 50 that you feel super connected with. And I think one way it really connects with Schulich spirit is just how helpful everyone is. And I think that's something that stood out to me even when I started at Schulich, how open everyone is, everyone's super friendly, talks to you, helps out. And I think with JDC, it's a more solidified way of doing that. You have every single other person on the team that's just willing to be there for you and willing to you know, help out whenever you need for anything, especially when you're uh, making the transition to school. And I know this year, even being online, that family aspect had not changed and we still felt just as connected as you know, we had in the past in person. That's great. Uh, that's something similar I felt like when I think of Shulek Spirit, because when I was asked about during my Frosh interview, like, how are you part of Shulek? How do you embody Shulek Spirit? My entire answer was just JDCC. So I can definitely see the alignment of Frosh and JDCC right there. Plus wearing all the Shulek merch, I feel like that really gets you in the Shulek Spirit, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah you get a lot of quality Shulek merch. Mm -hmm. That's an add-on, but like this year I'm the VP of finance. So let's see how much that comes along. <laughs> okay. Um, so those are all the questions we had about JDCC. So now we are going to go to a rapid fire question. So are you ready for it? Okay. So our first question is what's your favorite part of JDCC? Yelling at people. <laughs> I'm going to say closing gala night. <laughs> What's the least favorite part of JDCC? No sleep. 8.30 a.m. practices every single Sunday. <laughs> what would be your victory song for the JDCC 2022 delegation? Oh, I'm gonna say the past one. We are the champions. Are the champions? No, no, we need to go like, we need to top body, yaddy, yaddy, you know? Still a work in progress. I'll get back to you on that one. <laughs> what do you miss about shooting? Huckners. <laughs> Oh no, I miss Starbucks, like the fake Starbucks. They just, they had my specialty drink, which isn't actually sold at real Starbucks. <laughs> What's your drink? <laughs> it's an uh, ice cream tea with a pump of peach. <laughs> Definitely, I'll try that. Uh, what is your hidden talent? Double jointed. I don't know if like, podcast people can't see it, but you know, you guys can. I am double jointed. <laughs> I can read Nordic runes. Okay. Uh, so this is personal to me. Taylor Swift or Kanye West? Kanye West. Kanye West. Oh my god! Okay, <laughs> not talking to you all. Anybody? Our podcast here is fancy. We just definitely dive inside after that. I'm so sorry. Uh, the plan is JCC in three words. Jukes der Kamers. 
What does that mean? That's what JC stands for. Oh, I'm gonna say like fun family vibes, you know? <laughs> okay. okay, what do you think when I say the word Laurier? Redacted. <laughs> no words. Best friends. Compliment <laughs> <laughs> your co president in one word. Organized. I feel like there's a lot of things. Okay, I'm gonna say uh, funny. Okay. Oh, thank you. Now I feel bad. I'm sorry. You should feel bad, Nathan. I'm changing my answer. It's great. Uh, Nathan, what's your favorite alcoholic drink? Whiskey. Okay. Nathan, bits and bars. Nathan or me? Oh, sorry. Nathan, sorry. Oh, <laughs> thought I got out of it. Nathan doing it too. <laughs> well, Nathan can also try. JDC, let's go. You know, I got that flow. <laughs> That's all. I'm going to stop right there. <laughs> okay. Uh, those are all the questions we had for Rapid Fire. And Nana and Nathan, do you want to give a shout out to future JDCC recruitment and to all the listeners? Yeah, yeah absolutely. We're going to be recruiting probably end of summer, around August, September. We're going to be splitting it up probably uh, between academics will happen earlier and debatably debate will happen at the same time. Social and athletics will come after that. So keep your eyes peeled. We'll be on all the social medias that you can think of, uh, and we're going to be marketing it hard. So keep your eyes out, and when you see it, make sure to apply. Yeah, just reach out to us in the t- meantime if you have any questions about the process or any of the disciplines, and we'd love to chat. Great to hear. And that's all we have for today. And thank you so much for tuning in, and we hope that all the listeners have walked away something about JDCC and learned a little bit more about how Shulix JDCC embodied the Shulix spirit. With that being said, this is the end of the first ever season of Inside Scoop. We hope you enjoyed every single scoop of knowledge that our guest speakers have served us about media, marketing, and Shulik life. Insider will be back with its new season very soon, so stay tuned. Until then, you can stay up to date on everything that's happening with The Insider on our social media pages at The Insider Media on Instagram and The Insider Media Group on Facebook. Thank you for listening and see you next time.